Hi, I'm Gian. And I'm Kimmy. We are two vibrant women excited about connection. We're interested in everything from self-discovery to the breakable and unbreakable bonds that weave through our various life stages. Let's talk about identity. What about intimacy? Sex. Partnership. Friendship. And parenting. And let's do it with our characteristic candor, compassion and curiosity. Absolutely. You are in for a treat. Gian is super funny. (laughs) And Kimmy has incredible insights. Learn and grow as you eavesdrop into our unscripted and warm conversations. Welcome to Connected. (laughs) (laughs) Keep moving. I'm trying to. I'm trying to nurse my microphone in the most comfortable way. (laughs) Yeah, I know. In the most sustainable, ergonomically sustainable. There we go. It's like I'm nursing a baby. You are. Yeah, and it's kind of just resting. I feel like you've you've got breastfeeding my microphone. And you've just... I just finished. Finished breastfeeding. Yes. Yeah. For how long did you breastfeed? I breast... Okay. I breastfed for two years, ten months, and I even worked it out down to the number of days. Give it to me. 1,043 days. (laughs) I think think I had such... um, When I was pregnant, I had such ideas that I was going to be cool about breastfeeding. I was going to be like, you know what, if I can do it, great, and if I can't, then whatever. And then I had my baby. <laughs> and it's interesting how many mums I talk to about this actually, who they're like, oh, yeah, when I was pregnant, it wasn't going to matter whether I breastfed or not. And then I had a baby and suddenly it mattered. Did you did talk you breastfeed me. your kids at I, all? Can I you? did breastfeed my kids. Yeah. Did you have them. a feeling that like between pregnancy and then when you had your child that it changed how you felt? Yes, but not in the same way that you did. So I mm-hmm. was really focused on breastfeeding. Yes. And I really wanted that experience. With, with my When I was pregnant with my first son, I remember having months where I was really nervous that I wouldn't be able to do it um, or that I wouldn't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And I think I got that belief because my mum didn't enjoy breastfeeding us uh-huh. and it was a story that we'd been told. And um, also I've got really sensitive nipples. So <laughs> you're like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Well, I w- it, they were an essential part of my sexuality. Yes. And what is going to happen? Will I lose sensitivity? Will they be stretched out to an inch? Like literally they are. Will it still are. be a sexual experience for you when you want it to be? Mm. Yeah. And uh, it was quite a – Thorough journey. <laughs> I loved the breastfeeding, but it impacted. Yes, it did impact, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting actually. I no longer see my breasts in the same way. I think it definitely changes things. I think there's lots of like talk in media and and well, just generally in society about how breastfeeding makes your boobs saggy. Or, or and Interestingly, did you know that it's not? It's actually pregnancy and the hormones that make a difference. Really? Yeah, that the breastfeeding itself is not necessarily the cause. Um, the hormones change the elasticity. Wow. Well, I my boobs were too small to be saggy, so that wasn't <laughs> an issue for me. I'm really, uh, I'm really curious to hear about your breastfeeding experience. Yeah. So it um, sounds like there's a story. There here. is a story, yes. And I haven't told you this yet, so this is brilliant. <laughs> 
Yeah. Okay. So I was very, I was formula fed. I, my mum breastfed for six weeks with me and we're not going all the way back to the start, by the way. I'm just <laughs> setting the scene. I was like, I was born. Um, and she went back to work. And so I was formula fed for six weeks. And so in my growing up, it wasn't like breastfeeding, feeding was talked about much. I don't remember my brother being breastfed. Um, I don't remember my cousins, but I know that when I was pregnant, I was like, I want to try, but I'm not heartbroken if it doesn't work. Like I didn't feel like, like I, you know, I did some breastfeeding stuff in antenatal classes, but I didn't go out and actively search more information. Um, I even bought bottles to have on hand for if it didn't work out. And I bought a tin of formula too. So I was like, right, I'm covered. Or I was a very anxious pregnant person. <laughs> um, I'm covered if it, if it all goes south. And then I had my daughter. And she was early, so she was a 36-weeker. And one of the last reflexes for babies to develop is actually their suck reflex. So we had a lot of trouble with breastfeeding. So she was in special care for about six weeks. And I went from feeling quite ambivalent about breastfeeding to the only thing I can do for my child is feed her. She's not with me. She doesn't even really feel like mine. And the only opportunities I had to hold her was to feed her. She was under the jaundice lights. So I suddenly became very obsessed with breastfeeding. Yeah. So the meaning of breastfeeding. It changed. Changed. Yeah. It became very um, almost synonymous with being a mum. Like in order to be mum, I have to feed. And I've got a number of girlfriends who have also had challenges with breastfeeding and have talked about how they felt a shift in I didn't care too much or didn't think I cared and may- maybe it is that we actually did care but we were frightened that it maybe wouldn't work out so like let's let's lower our expectations before we get there <laughs> and then it was it was harder than I thought it would be this thing that was supposed to be natural and I think I think we downplay the pressure that birth can put on your body Oh, 100%. Yeah. And not, not just your physical body. Either. Yes. Our yeah. whole selves. Absolutely. Um, I really do believe that when we have our baby, they're not the only thing that's born that day. Like no. a mother's born. Yeah. And I'm not the person I was before I had children. Child. <laughs> yeah, and I'm so glad. I'm I, so glad I'm not. Yeah. Tell me more about that. What makes you glad? I have changed in ways I didn't know I needed to change. And I remember going into being a parent thinking, yep, I've done therapy, I've worked on my shit, like we good. (laughs) (laughs) And whilst I was glad that we didn't have my daughter until we did, I there was something about when you become a parent that puts things into a different perspective. So I suddenly viewed my own experience of being parented differently. I suddenly had a opinion about parenting styles and parenting in a way that I'd never had before. And I suddenly had an opinion about how would I raise my child so that their experiences were either different than mine or there were things that I passed on that I wanted them to, to be passed on. But in terms of breastfeeding, yeah, it really it blew my mind how much I became attached to it. So I I power pumped. Mm -hmm. What's Um, power pumping? You pump every 
It's very intense, actually. Yeah. Sounds it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, she lost weight and we were probably discharged a little prematurely from hospital at day six. I was desperate to get home. Um, And then because she'd had an NG tube and then it had been removed without having a suck reflex fully established, I think, and essentially my supply wasn't up to the stress of the whole experience. Anyway, we ended up back in hospital. And one of the recommendations from the lactation nurse was if you want to boost your supply, power pump. So every three hours from the start of the feed, so you might go, right, it's three o'clock in the afternoon, we're going to breastfeed. We're going to do 10 minutes on each breast mm-hmm. and then baby's going to get a set amount of top up, which is usually based on how many days old and so many meals. She gets a top up bottle. If we've got enough express breast milk, she gets that. If she doesn't, we do formula. And then I pump for 10 minutes on either side. And now that whole process, so you've got probably about 20 minutes breastfeed, might take 20 minutes to give a bottle, 20 minutes to pump. And then you start again from the start of the feed. So two hours later. So in that two-hour gap, you've got the opportunity to cuddle your baby, have a shower, feed yourself, sleep, rinse, repeat, 24 hours around the clock. What impact did that have for you and also your relationship? I felt like our newborn bubble popped. Like there's, there was this beautiful little like six or seven-day period between when we got discharged, when we got readmitted. And... I remember being like, oh, this is the love bubble. <laughs> like, this is the good stuff. This is why people have babies. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was there like, I'm so glad we did this. And and having then, oh my gosh, my child is now starving and her body's shutting down. And well, I now no longer care how she gets food. I just want her to have food. So it sort of also changed the relationship with breastfeeding. But in terms of each other, I think there was it was actually unifying in some ways because particularly for dads, it can be really hard to be a part of the breastfeeding process. Like they want to be supportive and at the same time, it's not a lot they can do. But in this case, there was. So he could clean the pump parts. He could get the express breast milk ready. He could feed the bottle so that I could pump, which meant we shortened the whole process. Um, he could burp the baby. It sort of it also gave him connection opportunities. And not to say that, you know, if breastfeeding goes really well, that dads can't still connect with newborns. Like they totally can. But I think for us, yeah, I felt like it was unifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think at one point, oh, it's funny. I'll have to see if I can upload a photo at some point. We were doing SNS feeding. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. So essentially you have um, a little tube that you put in besides the baby latches. I'm mimicking to my breast here. It's very, very <laughs> no, now I'm looking at your, your <laughs> Um So baby latches and then you have like a little tiny tube that sort of like you wiggle in beside their latch without getting them to unlatch and now granted at this point you and baby don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. so getting a good latch is hard enough at the best of times so you wiggle in this tiny little tube and the tube's connected to a bottle or a syringe of the express milk so baby gets extra top up that they need and your breast gets stimulated to produce more oh. milk as I don't know you, you probably know but I don't know let's not assume um, that your breasts aren't just like a cup that you fill up and then empty that you have to stimulate them yeah. for them to produce more milk. Yeah. yeah. So all the stimulation of <laughs> all the stimulation of the nipples. 
<laughs> was positive. Um, so yeah, it was it was interesting. We had a <laughs> Are we still talking mm. uh, breastfeeding here? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, a double entendre definitely. Um, it was not sexual experience. I can assure you. <laughs> no, mine wasn't either. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. So like uh, baby latches. I'm there. I've got the little syringe because at this point our proper SNS kit hadn't arrived. We've got an NG tube that we were using as a temporary SNS thing. Hubby's then trying to like delicately twist this little tube in along the edge of my nipple, but my <laughs> nipples are sensitive and sore, so it's like I'm like ow, 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 and then I'm like don't unlatch her, and then oh man, <laughs> you just picture it. It was a vision. Um, no one told me how much nudity would be involved postpartum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not of the baby. It was all me. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that was that was our breastfeeding experience. But, yes, so obviously we uh, we eventually got there because two years, ten months. One thousand. And 43 days. Yeah. yeah. So what are your – what's your relationship with your breasts now? I know your early days. Mm. Um Early days of weaning. Yeah. It feels really nice to have my body be my body. Um, I think I was very ready to be done by the time we opted to wean. I think I very much hoped that she would self-wean and I wouldn't have to make that decision. However, that is not parenting, nor has that been my parenting experience for just about anything I've had to take the lead in a lot. Um, But, yes, in this case I opted to decide, no, I want my body back and I'm done. And so I don't know yet if I feel like I don't know that I would want my breasts touched Mm. in like in any other way. I sort of still feel a little bit touched out kind of experience. But I'm looking forward to my body feeling more like mine again. And it will. It takes some time. Yeah. But it definitely does. Yeah. I think that'll that'll be something to look forward to. And you're still getting used to them feeling differently too. Like yeah. You'll be having um, a loss of some sensations and maybe a return of some others yes. over, the, over the next few months. Absolutely. It's interesting. We were having lunch and I was watching a little girl playing down on the Esplanade today and I was looking and I was going, oh, it looks like my little girl. I wonder if she's the same age. And like – Previously, when I was earlier in my breastfeeding journey, I would then like feel the letdown. Yeah. And I like sort of felt tingling. <laughs> and I was like, okay, maybe the supply is not completely gone yet. <laughs> Didn't have the full, like, full letdown, but I definitely felt, I was yeah. like, okay, so the oxytocin's still, still there. And yeah, I know some women have it for years yeah. and they can still express milk. I could still express droplets, I would say, for at least six months, mm. at least. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't breastfeed for that long. Wow. Yeah. So I breastfed my first son for six months and um, the doctor asked me to stop because I'd lost so much weight eating this beautiful little baby. (laughs) I was looking anorexic. Yeah. Seriously underweight, well under 50 kgs and I'm 168 centimetres tall so it was pretty phenomenal. Yeah. And he was feeding every two hours if I was lucky, sometimes Mm. more frequently. And I took for granted that I could breastfeed really, feed really easily mm-hmm. up until the point where I had to stop. And yeah. it was such an emotional journey to stop. I've heard about that. Yeah, I felt like really a lot of shame mm. and a bit of failure that, yeah, so it was, that, that was really interesting. Yeah, I think there's, um, there's a lot of women who have to stop before they were maybe ready mm. and 
I think that's actually why I kept going so long because I was frightened I wasn't ready yet and would I regret it later. Um, I don't know that I wanted to go as long as I, like I never started out to want to go that long. And there's definitely a lot of stigma around breastfeeding beyond one. Yeah. Um, But I think you're spot on. There's a lot of emotions around it's kind of like the you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't, aren't you? Like, oh, there's stigma if you stop breastfeeding yeah, before one. Absolutely. It's like this magic number that you have to attain to not yeah. get stigma. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to hear more about your experiences of stigma around, around breastfeeding. breastfeeding for as long as you did. Particularly after she turned one, I had a lot of people ask, are you going to stop soon or when are you planning to stop or even how long are you planning to do that for? I even had my dad at one point, we booked a um, he booked a family trip over to Lady Elliot Island and they have like a little plane to get over there and I was like, oh, that'll be fine. I'll breastfeed on taking and land off. That'll be great for her ears. And he's like, oh, you won't be doing that. She'll be 18 months old by then. And I was like, try me. Like, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> She's not showing any signs of not wanting this now. And in the end, I think there's been so many blessings for having done it for so long, like all the immune benefits that happen for children after one, the breast milk actually changes. So it's essentially like a living living product. Like when you put the cells under a microscope, they change. And um, if you took samples of breast milk at a baby at um, six months old and then a child at two, the immune properties are higher in the breast milk for a child that's two, which is just so fascinating. Um, so I think I sort of like we hit that first 12 months of daycare and I was like, I'm not stopping now because like if this has got any chance of helping everyone get healthy again, please God. <laughs> I know that first 12 months <sighs> is really difficult, isn't it? So rough. And I think part of it was also um, she had reflux and so a lot of our feeding was actually comfort feeding. And I think there's so many benefits to breastfeeding that are outside of just nutritional. It was very much a connection and a comfort thing. And we also, I could talk for ages, but we have to do another episode about um, sleep and breastfeeding and the impact it has on sleep for mum and baby and everybody surviving. (laughs) Yeah. But I do know I have a couple of really close girlfriends who walked into breastfeeding with the intention that they were going to breastfeed for as long as their child wanted and their child didn't want it after nine months self-weaned and the devastation and grief with that that came or who were so keen to feed and it just was not the right choice for them and their family like mental health and a happy healthy mum comes first over breastfeeding I agree. Mm. So, yeah, it's a uh, it's a loaded topic, but I, I think it's improving. People are talking about it more. Did you ever get anyone make a comment about you breastfeeding in public? Or should oh. ask, did you breastfeed in public? Oh, yeah, I breastfed everywhere. I breastfed on the Mekong Delta in Vietnam oh. in a tiny little canoe. I breastfed everywhere. I was discreet about it but didn't ever use one of the cover-up cloths. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get any comments uh, directly made to me. A lot of looks? I got a lot of looks. Yeah. I think I was just so focused on my babies. Yeah. And being able to just give them what they needed at that moment. 
the connection part of breastfeeding too. Yeah, and I'd lost a sense of my breasts being anything sexual or taboo because at that point the uh, the function of my breasts was to feed my baby. Yeah, they're just a body part like an arm. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> Not that I would, you know, wave my boobs around in the air like I just don't care. Uh, <laughs> the image. No. no, but I just had a different had a different sense and interestingly usually I'm very careful not to over sexualize myself in mm. the way that I dress and act mm. in public and so it's really curious for me to experience myself as being very comfortable feeding yeah. my babies. Yeah. I felt that too. I think every woman has the right to wear whatever the hell they want to wear for their body and they should feel confident in that. Totally agree. Me personally I feel uncomfortable in really short dresses um, like my hems I prefer them to be like where I feel comfortable um, and I think that your comfort should be based on you but I'm not that person either like I'm not the low cut and the um, short outfits and yet same yeah. I was like my I'm not uncomfortable with doing this because this is not for anybody other than my child and I didn't use I think I use cover-ups maybe within the first month and by that stage I was like this is a pain in the ass. Oh, it's a logistical mm. nightmare and you're so tired, like the coordination involved. In you. <laughs> it was beyond me unfortunately because my babies didn't sleep. So I was like, you know what, I'm just yep. going to get you fed. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I think from I'm a very practical person, it was it's just a very practical thing to do. Yes. Okay, there's this task that needs to be done. My baby has a need. I'm just mm -hmm. going to get it done. I remember my dad being quite uncomfortable at first and being like, oh, I'll give you privacy. And I'm like, dad, it's fine. It does not bother me in the slightest. It's a bit like birth, isn't it? How like you're sort of yeah. there and you're like, nudity? What nudity? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, fascinating. Yeah. I've got one last question about mm -hmm. breastfeeding and that is what was your favourite breastfeeding memory? Mm. I don't know if I have one took a lot of photos and stuff of the journey because I think having a rocky start, I I valued it so much for the period of time that we would have it. So one of the local photographers, she's incredible, she had breastfeeding photo shoots. So I think I did maybe three of those Aww. at different ages and I'm so glad I did. And we breastfed to sleep a lot. <laughs> that was not game move. So um, I took a lot of those photos. I don't know that I have one specific memory. It's just like sort of a warm, fuzzy feeling you get. Like I remember our last feed and just sort of sitting there and savouring it and like the feel of their little body against yours and, yeah, just how special that is that there's no other person, well, for me, that has had that experience between like mother and child. Yeah. Yeah. Just a nice, warm, fuzzy, connected feeling. 